All right, moving along, silly. I thought I'd have a quick chat today about the topic of conversation in tech this week, which has been about Facebook's new cryptocurrency called Libra. They've got a new coin that they've announced, and it's going to be backed by some hard assets, which is going to mean that it won't be subject to the wild fluctuations that we saw in the crypto market last year and the year before, with Bitcoin prices rising from 1,000 to 20,000, back down to 6,000, 10,000, 3,000 again. They're going to do away with that kind of fluctuation, which is one of the things that's holding back cryptocurrency from becoming widely adopted. Yeah. because of that volatility so by backing it with some hard assets they're going to get some parity with the dollar so it could become quite a viable way of transacting online they're going to have a wallet called calibra that will be easily accessible via your existing apps like whatsapp or facebook itself and it essentially is going to allow you to make transaction in the digital marketplace and also down the track perhaps at fpos terminals in an actual real-world shop. So Facebook are really moving right into the crypto space, becoming yet another payment provider. That is what do you extremely think? interesting. Mm. I'm still struggling with Bitcoin and how it all works. Yes. So I'm not a great one to talk about a lot of this, but what we have seen is that crypto you know, fad sort of come in you know, about a year ago yeah. where it just went crazy and it, you know, it was the next big thing and it reminded me of the the tech boom in yes. know, around 99 that oh you have to be on board with it and uh, yeah you people some people they're always winners out of those fads and so there's a lot of people that did win but there's also yes. people that did lose and it, it to me it comes back to does the world need this uh we've got a financial system in place it's been pretty proven over many years and do people want to move to a a crypto kind of thing and you know is Facebook offering a better solution? And I can tell you a little bit about that. One of the great things about cryptocurrency is that it works on a distributed ledger, which makes it much more secure than any other existing payment network. And also the low transaction fees. If you wanted to send a payment overseas, you've probably done it before or received payment overseas. There's a massive transaction fee for yeah. large sums. Like $100,000 could cost you $1,000 in payment fees. Yeah. It's yeah. enormous. Cryptocurrency does away with that, and the transaction fees could be as little as $0.30 cents for that $100,000. Yes. So there's a big gain to be made when we're transacting globally using cryptocurrency. So Facebook is saying this is going to have very low transaction costs, or in fact, it might be no transaction fees, if you know, perhaps based on various providers that they're working yeah. with. That's one of the main advantages. But the main thing about cryptocurrency is that it is very secure and very difficult to hack. So there are proven technologies here that are definitely going to make their way into the mainstream. And the fact that Facebook are adopting this really indicates that we are moving into a new level with crypto and it's probably going to be as soon as, you know, one or two years. And I think a large percentage of Facebook users would probably start transacting in some way well, using these new currencies. You know what's currencies. really interesting that I, I think that um, I was talking about someone the other day and about say WhatsApp and what's the revenue model in WhatsApp for yes. for Facebook owner, don't they? Yes. Uh, and so I think that this potentially could be another way that uh, Facebook could make money mm. out of what they're doing because, yes, realistically, the model is relied on selling advertising. 
but we're not really seeing that in WhatsApp space. So they spend a you know, fortune buying WhatsApp, then what do they do with it? And if we look at what's happening, say, in China with WeChat and how payments are being processed through WeChat, exactly. there's millions yep. and millions and millions and millions of transactions happening on WeChat every day. Uh, and it really right. runs the country. Yep. And so WhatsApp is like the poorer cousin to WeChat, really. Like if you know, I've got WeChat, I've been in China, and it's just phenomenal, the usage of it. WhatsApp is uh, I use a lot in Asia when I travel as well with um, companies that do work for over there. Uh, but what is the revenue model of WhatsApp and maybe Facebook developing their own currency, payment processing, etc., could be a way to make more money. You could be right. It's it's definitely going to be a part of WhatsApp and it's going to make it easier than ever before. So we can definitely see that one happening. Now, the other thing I wanted to talk about today was my web leaks for this podcast. And Oppo are going to be announcing a under-display selfie camera next week at Oppo. The, Oppo, the phone man, Chinese phone manufacturer. Okay, it's cool. a bit like Huawei, but it's probably the sec. I think Huawei was the best-selling phone in China. And Oppo was second. You are a so, Huawei fanboy. Uh, I was until a recent uh, controversy. Yeah, sorry, can't but, talk about that. Yes, yeah, so I want to keep. We're going to talk about politics here. Time. But uh, Oppo actually make great phones, and uh, they are quite innovative, similar to Huawei. What's been lacking in the phone space and has been highly speculated for the past few years, and we thought Apple might have been the first one to do it or should have been the first one to do it, is to have an underscreen selfie camera. So what that means is the front-facing camera on your phone is hidden underneath the screen, Uh meaning you don't need that ridiculous-looking notch anymore. But also, you might ask how it works. How does a camera hide under the pixels of a screen. I reckon you can do it, though. It can. if You, uh, you know what I think it is? It's peeking through the pixels. But do you know what it is? Mm. Think about it. What's the difference between that and uh, auto cue technology? It's the glass. Because you have the 45-degree angle on the auto cue. Oh, so I don't know how that embed but, that in the screen. I, I don't really know what it is yet because they haven't announced it, but they are going to be announcing it next week. But essentially, it will have the camera underneath the screen. I thought it might be somehow peeking through the pixels because in between each pixel there's a gap. Yeah. So I wondered whether they got the camera small enough to peek through a pixel or you might be right, there could be some kind of refracted light on an angle that can yeah, somehow get be, through the pixels. What would be interesting, I'll tell you what, how many times have you seen like either videos or photos shot on uh, on a mobile phone and people will almost look cross-eyed because they're looking in the wrong spot for the camera. True. That if you can have the camera right in the middle, in the middle yeah. then that will do away with you might be people right. looking in the wrong direction because they're looking left, but then they're looking right. And they're, where do I look at the camera? Because you just don't know. Silly, you might be on the money there. They might actually place it lower down in the middle where people naturally look, and that will make a lot of sense. Oh, that'd be great. So not only will it actually be more aesthetically pleasing, but it might actually take care of that major issue. When I've trained a few people how to do their own face-to-camera videos, it's one of the biggest problems I have is getting them to stop looking at themselves in the middle of the screen and looking at the actual camera. So anyway, this is going to be some new technology that not only will Oppo announce and probably release sometime this year, but it's probably going to roll out in all of the next generation of smartphones in 2020. So we saw the notch being the thing for the last two years from 2018 onwards, and the next generation of phones will now have full-screen displays without a bezel and no more notch. So we're going to see hidden cameras beneath the display and Oppo look like they're going to be the first one to deliver on the promise. And Samsung have also mentioned they're going to be jumping in that space very soon. So 
that is the Webley. Well, this raises a, a, a bit of a point. Like, uh, what do we actually want from a smartphone nowadays? And personally, camera quality is just the top of my list. Yeah, absolutely. Like if, That's why I keep pushing the you know the better cameras and well, more convenience with the cameras yeah. and quality. Okay, we've got five G coming in. Yep, and hurry up, Apple have a five G phone. Well, uh, there's no but, rush in Australia because we're not going to get it here for years. No, yeah. it's going to be very, very slow to to get the technology in. But nowadays, I'm finding that smartphones are quite expensive and they've got to last you a while. You're gonna, you could yeah. have them for four to five years. Yeah. And so if you're going to buy a phone now... You want to have the latest of everything. Well, well if True. 5G in five years will be around. And so if I'm going to buy a phone now, I want it to be 5G capable. But the biggest thing is... You know, from a functionality perspective, yes, we can run apps and surf the web and check our email, and that's all well and good, and that won't change. But the biggest thing for me is better camera quality. Yeah, being able, you know, uh, you know, I've got an old iPhone six, so something like oh, you've got to upgrade the, the front facing yeah, camera doesn't shoot HD. Uh, yeah, and if if it did, then that'd help a lot. I've used my phone a bit for for vlogging and stuff like that, and different jobs that I've done. And uh, it's been quite good, especially in, in good light. In low mm. light, it's not great. But if you could have a, a, a better camera system, then you won't need to buy point-and-shoot cameras to take on holidays. Everything will just be done out of the phone even more. It's kind of true, but I actually ran a test this week. I thought I'd have a quick look at the iPhone because it's capable of shooting. I've got the iPhone XR. It's capable of shooting 4K video. That's what I thought. I am. Okay. We. We confirmed that last week. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, so I had a quick go at stacking up the 4K on the iPhone against the 4K on my brand new Canon. Just wanted to see, okay, yeah. why did I pay so many thousands of dollars for a DSLR camera when phone manufacturers are now delivering on the same spec? Yeah. And it just looked terrible compared to what you get out of a proper camera. Like oh, It looked true. amateur, awful. The colors on the skin... Were unnatural i couldn't even grade it to get it to compare in any way in post-production the resolution itself fair enough it is 4k so it looks quite sharp yeah but the lens the optics don't deliver any depth in the image it's flat yeah. it's muted colors it's distorted it's actually terrible footage but somehow in the marketing city just like the dollar shave club they get you to believe everybody you can film a movie using Johnny, an iphone i've got a really good example of that this week that i shot a um a vr video basically 360 yes. camera and um and i've done a few shoots before uh with a friend of mine who uses a gopro fusion yeah and the client was saying oh maybe we need to look at a better camera you know yes. so we get some better resolution whatever and they looked at this insta pro camera that can shoot 8k yes and i started doing some research and I watched some sample footage, 8K footage, yeah. and it was over-sharpened to the max. It's like you couldn't watch it. And we're talking about an expensive kit here. This camera was really expensive. That at 8K, it was hard to watch. So 8K has too high a resolution for our eyes to deal with. We're just not used to that it, kind of footage. It was yeah. over-sharpened yeah. like nothing on earth, and it just looked disgusting. It looked like early GoPro right. kind of yeah. footage. Like you're saying, that very flat feel. Yeah. There's no sort of ambiance about the shot. It's just flat and sh just yeah. sharp. Yeah. And then I sort of said to the client, by the time we shoot the 8K footage, we scale it back and you play it through your Oculus Go. <laughs> you're not going to see the difference. You're not going to see yeah. much of a difference at all. And what I found with that camera, especially 360 cameras, are nowhere near like your new Canon that you just bought. Nowhere near the quality. No. They, they cost a fortune for these, you know, whiz-bang 360 cameras, 
but they're not delivering great performance. And the other thing is that they're so power intensive that what are you playing it on? You need a whiz bang computer to play it, or you need a really good VR setup just to be able to play it. And it's just it's just too much for nothing that's great. Yeah. What I found even with this big the, the 8K 360 camera was uh, that things that were shot close up, anything close up in the in the in the foreground was pretty sharp, but the background just would lose resolution like nothing on earth. And then what some of the reviews showed was that if you try to zoom into some of the footage, it just you lost it. Yeah, you, know, you just lost the resolution really quickly. I, I still reckon that has a lot to do with the optics more than so. The, these technology oh. companies that specialize in those areas are great with producing a sensor that's capable of delivering high resolution. But unlike Canon, who's been in the camera game for over a hundred years, they haven't got the history of making great lenses. And again, that's what I found with going or staying with Canon when I was tempted to go to other manufacturers is just knowing how good their lenses are and how important that is in the equation. Do you know what I could understand that? Yeah. You go to a phone and how big's the lens? It's tiny. Yeah, how right? can you get that quality? You can't. You can't. You go to some of the gear that we're using with proper proper lenses, like there's a reason why they're the size they are. You know, it's it's yeah. and you know what? Lens technology there's been good lenses for a long time. There's old glass. It's just phenomenal, you know. Um, but and the, nobody's making a tiny, tiny, tiny little lens. Lens that's one centimeter across and saying this is a beautiful yeah, lens. True, but I must say though, with the iPhone still image quality, it is almost comparable to the quality, and even with the depth of field capability you have now, yeah, to be able to have this wide open aperture look, it does look very close. But they haven't been able to reproduce that in video. So, what's um question for you? What's it yeah. like? Like everything looks good in a mobile phone because you're squashing pixels like nothing on earth. What happens when you put it into a computer and look at the photo? It doesn't full stack screen? up. Doesn't no, stack no. up. So the uh, if you actually pixel peep and you actually zoom right into it, you can clearly see that it's nowhere near the image quality of a full frame sensor. Mm. So the tiny sensors on our phones are like literally one centimeter. And the sensors on those cameras are like three inches. Yeah. You know, so that's it's a massive different. difference in so size. So, in other words, what, this is what I say to people. There's 4K and there's 4K. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Moving along is my tech fail with a twist. You presented your marketing fail with a twist this week, so I thought I'd put a twist on mine. Oh, good job. And this technology fail has to do with the emergence of deep fake videos. Have you come across those before? Never so heard of it. You haven't heard of deep fake. I've been in hospital. I've been. Off oh, the you grid. have too. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, I'm going to get you plugged back into the grid and yep. have a chat about this disturbing new technology, which uses artificial intelligence. So, artificial intelligence AI is the goal at the moment. What they're starting to use this for, and starting out in research laboratories and university, now some marketing companies have started playing with the technology. But Deepfake analyzes hours and hours of footage from your typical YouTube presenter, for example, or a politician, and it's able to sort through the vocal data and the visual data of that person as they're speaking, then recompile the video and get that person to say anything you want them to say, which is really quite frightening. So there's a couple of examples of this. There was a video that somebody did on Joe Rogan, and this wasn't using AI. This was just some really fancy editing. Yeah, yeah. And they got Joe Rogan to say something that was totally out of character. Nancy Pelosi, an American politician, they made her appear like she was slurring her words and drunk. An artist and an advertising agency in England commissioned a piece working with artificial intelligence where they had Mark Zuckerberg talk about his dominion as a 
as a tech leader in the world and how he was using technology in nefarious ways. And it was quite a comical piece that they posted on Instagram. And when I looked at it, I could see it was fake, but it was quite close. It was getting to the point that you could almost uh, get away with presenting it as the real thing. So deep fake uh, is now becoming a thing. See, where this is interesting. Elon Musk has, has been warning the world about AI. Yes, and, and this is one of the negative side do. effects. Maybe Trump's right with fake news. Maybe he didn't say anything. Maybe it was somebody else. This is the thing. We're, we're going to won't know what's real and what's fake. This is going to be fake news on a whole new level, silly, where people can fabricate it. And uh, there's going to be some advantages of using this technology where uh, market, for marketing purposes, brands could actually get away with having a uh, somebody deliver something for them that they don't have to go and repeat over time and time again. Just have a spokesperson. Can you imagine... The legal fraternity are going to make a fortune. How, how will be they people suing this? everybody? True. I didn't be, say that. You created yeah. this video. I didn't authorize that. There's going to have defamed me. Yeah. Well, there's going to be legislation, no doubt, to follow as this eventuates. But what's interesting about this so far, Facebook haven't taken down these videos, nor have Instagram. So they're aware of it. Yeah. They've they've said they've suppressed the videos from their news feeds, but they've refused to actually delete them. So we're in the grey area at the moment where. No one knows quite what to do with these videos that are not kind of not really transgressing any uh, regulation or copyright. I, I do not know how Facebook or anyone can identify that kind of video and pull it down in the short term. You'd have to have hordes of people going yes. through footage to determine whether that's a real video, a fake video, it's offensive video or not. The, the videos get posted pretty much straight away. Yes. And yes, they can pull them down later if, if someone complains. So you can complain or report the post and then they may True. look at it. But how are they going to stop this kind of content being put up? They've been criticized in the past, but how does the technology okay. solve that problem? That Then you're going to have AI fighting AI. Exactly. So they currently do deploy a large amount of AI to filter through the post for explicit data. And they have thousands and thousands of people employed all around the world filtering and checking their content on a daily basis so, so they've got their system in place be on facebook and browse facebook yeah absolutely they have, they have to because of all the obscene footage that's being uploaded and there's actually it's actually quite disturbing for people that are employed in that capacity because they're coming across such disturbing footage that it's causing you know great psychological effects so there's a whole documentary on this um this Netflix. topic and it's not just facebook it's all social media platforms that needs to have a team of people vetting the content. So it's not completely unregulated and unsolicited, but it is going to present a new challenge because how how can you be flagged from by AI that this is going to be a problem and how can people actually discern what it is when it looks so real? So it is an up-and-coming problem. It's my tech fail with a twist because I think it's really poor use of great technology, putting it to yeah, really you know, you know what's interesting? Everyone thinks that AI is going to replace people, but actually AI is going to create a lot of create jobs. jobs by looking at it. That the AI, <laughs> yeah. just to regulate the AI. So uh, It's true. Well, they said the industrial one, revolution. Johnny. Well, they said the industrial revolution was going to re replace jobs, but it didn't. It just took took the mundanity out of our work and we elevated to perform higher tasks. So it's the same with AI. Exactly. So I, I think the world will still continue. We'll always have work for humans. Yes. And it may be just to regulate the AI. So Yes. Whatever it is, there'll be work for us. I feel like I've caught up with the world, Johnny, now. Yes, and I've caught up with the marketing sphere. So thanks for your tips today, Silly. Always insightful. Thanks, Johnny. What do you got coming up? What have I, I'm going to buy some more stuff.
I've got the bug now. Just uh, <laughs> I want to keep buying new gear. Uh, well, actually, I bought yeah. something new as well. What did you get? I bought a new a gimbal, a DJI oh, Ronin nice S. One. You're taking it? Oh, you're going to Singapore this week? I'm, no, I'm going to Philippines, Philippines? and Thailand this yes, week. That's right. um, I'm not taking it. I'm just shooting some interviews over oh, there. Okay. I'll report yeah. on uh, my Philippine uh, Thailand uh, experience next episode. I'll so, a quick rundown of your kit. What are you taking with you? Sony A7S II, a couple yes. of them. Uh, travel tripods. Yes. Because uh, it's all just basically interviews. Uh, Sitting behind a desk, kind of lights. Thing. No, no lights. So you just go natural Can't lighting. Them. Okay, got to use airbnb wow, lights. Nice where the Sony's coming. Yeah, to work well. Uh, I try to make best of the situation if there's natural light coming in. But uh, just social media content, shooting some interviews. So in the next week, I will shoot twelve interviews over five four days. So as an interview type of scene, are you going to be asking questions? I'll be answering. So you're both on camera. Yep. Yep, okay. So you just go from A camera to B. Do you have a third camera for a wider no, shot? No, I'd go like to. to. Um, yeah, like to but that. That's just, adding one it's, more it's thing. It's very much run and gun, John. Yeah, I've okay. got an hour to shoot a video. Right, and okay. In the Philippines, yeah. we're actually travelling through the city to different sites, so that we're going to take a lot of time travelling. On location interviews, nice. Yeah, one. And so we're yeah. moving a lot, and Beautiful. so I'll be setting up. So I've got to be really, really quick. Yes. Um, and it's just for little LinkedIn pieces and stuff like that. Yeah. We're not going to win an Oscar. Yeah. Um, good audio. So I use um, some, some decent audio equipment. Use the Sony's. Nice and compact. Good to travel with. Put it on a backpack. I'll have a tripod in each arm. Backpack on. And I'll be running around in the heat. So. I just picked up some Rode Wireless Goes. They're amazing. Yeah, that really compact. Nice so I'll, I'll test them out this I'm week. Tempted and to get some. In the next episode, I'll give you a rundown. But uh, so far, I had a quick test of them. Amazing. Love the fact they're so compact. And what's great about them as well is if by chance you don't have the lapel mic handy, yeah, you can there's use actually it. a microphone in, in the, the receiver and the transceiver. Yeah, so no, I really like that. Incredible. Yeah.